0: Hello! You're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 105, Prince and Peggy. Enjoy the show! I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to... Rosie, Rosie and Jessica's, Jessica's Day of, of fun. fun. Hello! Hello! Um, I'm interested to see how this episode is going to turn out, I have to say, because yeah. I remembered we were recording... A bit, I've had it, you know, in the diary all week, and then at quarter to ten went. Oh wait! <laughs> <laughs> I nearly texted you this morning. Did you? Are we still recording today? No, we are. Oh, that's fine. Um, but I have had um, a deeply interrupted night's sleep. Okay. Cool. Um, cool. Cool, the, cool. I was I was asleep for four hours. I was awake for four hours, and I was asleep for two hours. Um, right. which you know actually six hours is not dreadful yeah like it's it's nice to do it all in one go yeah and and when i most of the four hours i was awake i just was listening to podcasts with my eyes closed so i was getting a lot of rest but i am not at the top of my game (laughs) okay well Um, we'll work around that my game is probably fine conference league at best okay well never mind we'll have a bash at it i mean neither of us has written any notes anyway so it's fine Okay, how dare you? I've written half my notes, most of which have have written while we, since we started recording. I mean, mine are, like, in my head, so, like, a steel trap or something. Um, in, they're in there and I probably can't get them out, but never mind. Yeah, like a, like a, you know, I love the phrase man trap. Yeah. Um, not in, like, a dating way, I just realised that sounds like some kind of absurd 2007 <laughs> dating book. The man trap. But, She's um, a man eating. Gonna trap them. (laughs) I liked old Nelly Furtado. Old Nelly Furtado! (laughs) Out there in them hills! (laughs) I think she might live in a a Welsh mining village, but we'll get to that later. Great. Lovely tease. Thank you. I mean, yes, we do not have the most notes, but luckily our main topic for the intro Um, just rides on pure adrenaline and enthusiasm. I don't need to prepare. Jessica, what happened last week? It was my birthday. Yes, and I'm so excited about your birthday. (laughs) Can't even think about anything else. How did we celebrate it? If you say that you ate porridge and watched TV, that's... I mean, I know you did that. Obviously, I did that. Um, And actually, I didn't, actually. Thank you very much. I I had pancakes. That's the one. I made pancakes. Um, Well, I, I went to Miss Cupcake because they do free cupcakes if it's your birthday. And I also bought a cookie sandwich because that's, that's kind of a jerk move to go in there and just get free stuff and leave. Be like, thank you, bye! Lovely! Okay, bye! Um, and uh, then we went for dinner. We went to Giraffe. I had a really nice curry. I had an adequate burger. Good. And then... We, we had pudding. Ham- oh. Then we had pudding. <laughs> <laughs> and then we queued up in the cold. We collected our tickets. Oh my gosh. And we watched Hamilton. Yeah. Yes! insert kermit flail ah! Here. Ah! yeah we did yeah, and we did. um god bless your friend carl who had booked these tickets over a year ago it was beginning of january last year and yeah. he had like they are very um up on making sure that you don't get scalpers which is great yeah, it turns out Cameron mackintosh's greatest fear in life is ticket tabs um maybe it's because he's seen Andrew Lloyd Webber's head of hair and he doesn't want to get scalped himself. <laughs> sick burn. <my> friend, sick <laughs> Thank burn. you. Who said I wasn't firing on all cylinders? I did. The library is open. <laughs> no one's written anything down, but there's plenty of reading. Come through! <laughs> Ooh, Okay. But then they were like, okay, you need to bring the card you booked on, you need to bring ID, you need to bring biometric data, fingerprint, three references. <laughs> Your party must all be present when you join the queue in 1977. You have to be, it was like... You have yeah. to show three generations. It was, um, <laughs> you have to prove you know these people. Yeah, it's like making sure there aren't any sham marriages, which would be terrible because uh, we sort of booked in the most ridiculous group together. I mean we were the we, we, us going makes sense. Your yeah. friend Carl the, coming makes sense. My friend Tara coming makes sense. But the yeah, way the, the, the group kind of did like it made perfect sense for but us all to be going together. The person booking was not in the middle of the chain. Yes, so when that, we needed yes. to organize things, Carl would talk to you, you would talk to me and I would talk to Tara. And miraculously, like, it was, it was smooth sailing. Tara met us at the restaurant at the end of our meal. I don't know, this is not really the main thing about seeing Hamilton, but I was very yeah, but it, it panned out well, because I think we were all gently concerned. Yeah. And then, actually, you know what, the queue moves really fast. And then we went in, they and I... They have got this down, it was efficient. But I can't help feeling like, at some point, something's going to go wrong. Somebody's going to get trapped on the tube, and they're not going to let any of their friends in. <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna have like set so, so, like there must be some sort of contingency. Fail safe that is. There must be fail-safe. Yeah. <laughs> Tick. <issues. Five-star> ticketing um Tick Five star ticketing. Yeah. The theatre they've done up the theatre lovely. Oh my god. Oh. I bought I bought, bought souvenirs, a bought a yes pin, bought an oyster card holder. <laughs> so brand for you. Yeah, well because I lost my previous lovely squirrel oyster card holder and I've been using a Harringay Council Freedom Pass oyster card holder. <laughs> Fair enough, that is fair. That is fair. Yeah. Um then 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 the actual do you wanna then actual Yeah, then actual then we watched Hamilton. <gasps> and um I believe the, the phrase anti was hovering. was like looming. Because obviously we we know it really well, we've listened to the soundtrack a thousand times. It's a whole big thing. Um we've had our, our tickets for fourteen months and then there's the like the nervous kind of is it actually going to be good thing sets in?
1: Or like what um, if and... it's good
0: but it's only like as good. Yeah, like what if it's, you know, fine. Um reader it was tremendous. Oh so, my goodness. Yeah, so worth it. And you get so much more from watching. I mean obviously you do. It's like designed to be. Watched but though as well I did kind it. of feel like, oh, what if it is just almost like Hamilton in concert? If you know, Yeah. But it's not. It is a but whole other level. Oh, uh, by the way, if you're not saying Hamilton, I hope you i mean i'm sorry that you're turning like green with envy but what can i say we are truly hashtag blessed <laughs> yeah there was so much more and it's so funny there were so many like the the staging and the the performances add so much um some sort of yeah. charm and humor and nuance there are there are a range of visual gags yes which i am here for um for example to, just to go in, in on one um the who's the guy that's always hanging out with jefferson um James Madison. James Madison. Yeah. It's early for me. (laughs) Um, In the on the soundtrack, we're like, well, it's it's just not a it's not the most it's not the most part in that act. Um, But the performance, like he's he's got this handkerchief and he's always like blotting at his forehead and coughing into it. I don't know if James Madison was a notoriously sickly man, historically accurate, or this was just an amazing character choice. But I was like, there's old Jimmy Madison. That and them there, Hills. Nelly Furtado dabbing at himself. Just fustying about. Um, And R Lafayette slash Jefferson. Like, you cannot get much more physically different from David Dix. Um Yeah. Uh, he, was, he was like Prince. He was like he, Prince. So when he arrived in the second act as Jefferson in his purple coat... Purple, cold, it was like Prince purple, arriving, purple, and like he had like his hair was kind of a, a Jerry curl ish, and yeah, uh, yeah, and he had this, and he was really he was really small and lean, um, and really good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I keep really I, funny. I kind of go he was really good, oh, but everyone like there wasn't anyone where it's like, Bleh. yeah, yeah, no, you didn't watch anyone. I think they were fine. I thought Aaron Burr, which is such a, such an important part because he narrates it. Yeah. And also, like, uh, murders the protagonist. <laughs> oh, yeah, so you, you know. have maybe, to kind of, and like, he, but he's not, he's not really the villain of the piece, despite, you know, murdering the protagonist. Um, <laughs> but he was so um, engaging. I don't think charismatic. Well, he was charismatic, but he, it wasn't like he was charming and you were like, oh, Aaron Byrne, Yeah. He's so relatable. He like, he could em- have a bit. Empathetic. With him? Yeah, he was, and like, the when alexander endorses when hamilton endorses jeff is it like in his he, and you know he doesn't speak but his face was it wasn't like he wasn't mugging but it was like you just see it it was brilliant he yeah. was he was great i really liked him i thought he was terrific i knew he was an established you know i knew he, he was he unlike hamilton he was fresh out of drama school and my god yeah he's he's gonna do fine yeah (laughs) it's great he's like what a way to just be like oh no i've graduated okay cool i'll just play the lead in the biggest show in the west end like what a relief (laughs) yeah uh they they were both really good and the women were amazing i got a lot i've I've always really liked angelica skylar as a character but actually seeing her on stage like she was I i think i warmed to her more um like you, especially in the opening song, you're like, "Oh wow, this woman's so intelligent, and she's so like stymied by the age in which she lives." Yeah, it's. I I found it interesting that there's almost less Angelica than you Im- I think it's because "Satisfied" is one of the songs I always listen to. Someone was like, right. "Angelica is in it literally all the time." <laughs> Yeah, I and think, she's, also, she's not in the second act so much. No, and um, even when she comes back to America, but, I imagine I kind of thought, oh, when she's back, she's in it a lot, but she's not. She often turns up with her individual lines. Yeah, yes, that's true because she's in a lot of songs, but she is it. She arrives, does her line, and then is off again because she's like served her purpose. She in that turns bit. up and she's but like, but like, when she's there, Tonda, she you're there. an idiot. What have you done? Yeah. Nobody likes you. I'm embarrassed. I'm not ashamed really for the role. Um, oh, and uh, this is the bit I was keep talking about. is George Washington when he first comes on and they're like, here comes the general. And you're like, oh no, I can't take the, I can't take it. And then he f- comes on and he does this, we are outgunned. And his voice was like, I, I cannot. boop like a Boom. cannon. It was like a cannon. I don't, like. But it sounded like... like it started like a meter back in his, yeah, it wasn't like he was yelling. I was he just like, yelling. Whoa! It wasn't like, like a Brian Blessed situation. It was just like, wow, we're at war here. He was amazing. And the set is really amazing. Like they use it really interestingly. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's just real good. And the sounds like the you get more out of the sound design, obviously, than you do just on Yes. Like yeah. M C D. They hand the Reynolds pamphlet to the conductor. That's hilarious. Oh, uh, I missed that. There's so much going on on the stage. Yeah, that... there is so much. That Jessica yeah. was saying, oh, did you see this bit? And I was like, I did not notice that bit in that song at all. And there are all these little bits. Like, you could see it multiple times. And hey, we'd all like to. And yeah, yeah. there's a the bit where they're handing out the Reynolds pamphlet. And I think it's Jefferson, um, Madison and Burr are at the front. And they hand it down to the conductor. And he reaches up and takes it. Right, I see, I missed that bit, but I did see, and I and I think you said you didn't, you missed a bit where you see Philip reading mm-hmm. the, the Reynolds pamphlet, yeah, and then he he comes and stands in front of them and reads it, and they're sort of jeering a bit, and he looks sad. And looks like. Yeah, um, yeah, I just it was, oh it was so good. It was, I mean, what a way to spend next year. I don't know what you're going to do. How about next year? Go back to it's see Hamilton again? Guys. Yeah, true, true. Just have your annual, <laughs> my annual trip to Hamilton i'll just go like I'll, then i can collect each cast yeah yeah um yeah tremendous if you can get tickets do you recommend do you recommend or go on spotify and listen to the album yeah yeah it was just amazing <laughs> <laughs> I did not really know what else to say but no. everyone was like, oh, so like was we, all, we all know about Hamilton, like you know. yeah That the thing be like I don't know if you've heard about this little show called Hamilton I've discovered um, I don't want to get your coats out but I think it's really good I think it's going to go far A little guy called Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um yeah and everyone the next day was like so was it good and you have to be like what do you mean was it good like, <laughs> like what is water wet yeah yeah, yeah it was. like yeah it was amazing it was one of the best shows I've ever seen and that's yeah it was amazing go. I want to go again. Yeah, me too. My friends and I have formed a book club. Lovely. It doesn't have a name yet. We mainly refer to it as Lady Book Club because only ladies are allowed to attend at this point. Um right, I except see, yeah. one week where we're inviting our friend Odin as an honorary member because it's going to be held in his house. And it's no boys okay, allowed yeah, except that, that seems fair. anyway except people we, you know, there's a like... strict entrance. <laughs> Right, thing, which is me and my friends being like, let's just, let's just person. this um, uh, person. And I hosted the first one and we read Naomi Alderman's The Power, which I chose because I had already read it. and But also I thought it would be a really good book and I thought my friends would love it and they did love it and it was an amazing night and we drank wine and ate hummus and we started off talking about the book. We did actually do a lot of book chat and then because of the topic, the, the subject of The Power, just ended up being like angry women for several hours more. Fabulous. It was really good. Um, I also then, the next weekend, went to a very different all-female meeting, which was um, my friend Mavis hosted a craft noon. Oh, that sounds lovely. Um, I love a craft noon. And we all turned up with our different projects. Yeah. And sat and crafted. When did we go to the rally? We we spoke about on the last podcast, didn't we? Yes. Good, 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 good. Just thinking about angry women. Yeah. But uh, as of 100 years... um, you Some could vote. Able, I I can vote, so that's nice. Um, yeah. Bad luck, like Rosie. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but we got I, there in the end. We got there in the end. I thought originally that I wouldn't have been able to vote either because I was under the impression that it was married women over thirty. Although it seems to just be property owners. Um, but I now I'm saying that out loud. I'm like, why? Why? But I've thought that for like. Twenty years, so really, I feel like I should do more copious research. But literally, no one has mentioned it. In you know, everyone's been talking about it on Twitter no, and it, posting yeah, all the you're... statistics. And now I'm thinking, well, somebody surely would have mentioned it. So I'm just going off what people have said recently. Yeah, you would. Uh, maybe I've just been wrong for all these years. You have. It. I mean, it sounds like that should be it. Surely. Yeah it was married oh. women over 30 and property owners and pro- right that see that's where the, there was a or oh, married a women and property owners of, I don't you know what it ain't me so I don't care yeah yeah exactly um, so there you go never mind as I am a uh, single ingenue um, who owns nothing but dust <laughs> all we are is dust in the wind dude um, a cat sat for a week lovely me and Peggy and Peggy her full name and is Peggy and Peggy carter alton
1: That's a good cat name.
0: Yeah, after the three best fictional Peggies. Of um, course. Um um and I went to the Stoke Newington branch of uh Da Michelle, the pizzeria we really liked in Naples. And how how was that did you have to queue awkwardly in the middle of the shop mm. well they like did i did have, have to a... stand i mean you could have just walked in and got a table they did have to stand in the middle of the shop waiting for like two minutes because those pizzas are just firing out all the time yeah but yeah. it was cold by the time i got it home and so that was like when we got the takeout it was nice i'm yeah. um, completely but also to be fair when we got the takeout in naples it was really hot so the the world was your hot, pizza yeah. warmer you know, this insulated bags that they yeah. have when they deliver them. That was like the, the, the city with our insulated bag. I it could was really go for an, a pizza January right now. January in London, and it was cold. Yeah. Can I get yeah, a delivery too. pizza at 10.30? I haven't had breakfast yet, so... I don't see why not. Um, no, maybe don't do that, because the only acceptable pizza to, pizza to eat in the morning is cold pizza. From the night before. Yeah, you know, it's a bit congealed, and but it's, like, easier to eat because it's sort of solidified. Bit. Oh, yeah. Oh man, I could really go for some cold pizza right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Right. Okay. Let's move on because I'm getting hungry. And, uh, and I have had breakfast. Looked after the cat. Found out on the last day that they had Elementary on their now TV <gasps> subscription, and season one is the only season I haven't seen and don't have upcoming access to. So I watched all of it in about thirty hours. Um. So I stayed very good, very uh, good, about six good. hours longer than I meant to. Or I originally intended <laughs> to, but so it's fine. Me and the cat hung out. Well, you know, I say that. The cat was there. She was ambivalent to the... Most of the time she was in Rachel's wardrobe... Okay. Or under my bed. Or on the lot... Like, she warmed up to me through the week. The first night, she was all like, oh, running into my feet and, like, letting me stroke her because she wanted to make sure she wouldn't starve. Um, But then she worked out I would feed her, and she was like, well, I'm not giving you anything. She Um, was buttering you up for her own ends. Yeah, but then by the end, she got really used to me. I think it's because um, by the end, I was sitting writing, and if you put down a notebook, she comes and sits on it and tries to eat your pen and tries to lick the paper. Um... And so then she was like, hey, this is a fun friend that brings me a great game. I was like, this is not a game, Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a game. Um, And then I had... Had I gone out or had I got in? Oh, no, I think I'd would i gone out to get the pizza and then immediately taken my jeans off, flung them on the bed and put my PJs back on. <laughs> to, uh, and then I came back into the room and she was lying on my inside out jeans. That Still the slightly warm jeans. Probably that was why. I felt like that was a uh, a breakthrough moment. Looked after a cat, went to lady book club, and yesterday I had a day out in Guildford with my friends Natalia and Ellen, um, who had another connection, but I basically friendship match made them. (laughs) But basically friendship. But basically, yeah. But I was like, you two should hang out, even though you already actually have like slightly know each other but I am gonna make this happen I'm taking all the credit and we had an amazing day out and we started off in a cafe where we accidentally sat there for like two hours and then we went to some that's the best kind um, of cafe trip and yeah and then we went to a cafe in the top of a cookery shop which was blissful and then we went to the hummingbird bakery to get takeout cake for the journey home and I had one of my favorite red velvet whoopie pies um, and it was heart-shaped for Valentine's Day. And you know what? Okay, I don't want to be that single person who's like, I hate everything about Valentine's Day. It's all adverts. I hate it. The only thing I will object to is the fact that I opened my Fitbit app to check my sleep and it got a pop-up ad that covered the whole thing, being like, do you want to get matching Fitbits for you and your partner? And I was like, no. <laughs> no. Even if Marcus I had... Dot. I already have one. Yeah, because so. I have one, so they're buying their own. No, I'm not. And also, like, if you give somebody a Fitbit and they haven't an asked for it, that feels a bit like, hey, fatty. Um, yeah. Like, uh, have you, how is your step count? you just... should do more steps yeah uh, and also it's like I'm trying to check my sleep I don't want to see this but the Valentine's Day whoopie pie was it was cute because it's a red feathered one it, it could have been heart shaped anyway and it did look quite a lot like a bum yeah which it brings joy to everyone, everyone because everyone knows they are hilarious butts are hilarious butts are funny and I got home so, and I ate just the word bum is fun Yeah. Like I ate lasagna and bum pie no I ruined it <laughs> In bed and watch Superstore and that was like, I'd plan, I was like, I'm going to have a really replenishing quiet evening and I did. And then I, I slept. I enjoyed the fact that you, you brought me into your Superstore viewing experience as well. Thank yeah, you Yeah, because I'm really behind. So I could be like, hey, and this is happening. That was a Glenn voice. Interesting. Oh, I love, I love them all. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Superstore. I'm super, I'm super enjoying Superstore. That's my intro. I'm sorry. We've already been half an hour. And... No, that's fine. I should have done a song. That's why we write notes. Let's do a song. My song of the week is Limbo by Ruth Notman, featuring Bella Hardy, Rob- Roger Wilson and Saul Rose. Okay, cool, good. We discovered her at Folk by the Oak about, what, ten years ago? Eight years yeah. ago? Anyway, charming folksy stuff. Yeah. And it's a it's a song with a story and it kind, kind of ends happily. Shall we do a late review? Bam. Bam, ba-da-da-da-da, late review. Okay, well, um, sometimes we can't think of the top five to write, or we can't be bothered, <laughs> or we want to mix it up a little bit. And we, uh, so we do sporadically late review. And this week we're doing late review. We don't just do a late review when we can't think of a top five. No, <laughs> oh, no, no. We do it because we want to. I was like, right, I've got an amazing thing for late review. We're doing it because that's a choice. But it came about originally because, like, are we running out of top fives? I'm over explaining this. I've made, it, I've made it awkward. Anyway, this top week five. we're doing late review. And um, I will issue our usual uh, spoiler alert. The nature of late review is that we review things late, so they've been out for a while. So if you haven't seen it by now and you want to see it, Skip like ahead. it's not our fault if we kind of tell you what's going to happen in it. But also, this one is based on historical fact. This one, or this one, is one of my, my more recent review items, but in recent history. So we are reviewing 2014's film Pride, yeah. uh, which was but directed it's based by... on action of. Uh, nineteen eighty. It took place in nineteen eighty four. So like it's been thirty years already. Um and Pride is uh it's described on Wikipedia as an LGBT related I wouldn't describe it as related. I, I feel like related Strongly. Is, it's an LGBT it historical comedy drama. <laughs> um uh and it's all about uh LGSM which was Lesbians and gays support the minors um which was an organisation started in nineteen eighty four which was as it says lesbian and gay people raising money to um, send aid to striking miners who were on strike because Thatcher was the worst. The worst. Um, it was just the British miners' strike and they couldn't give their money away, literally at first, but they found a um, town in Wales to support. Yep. Um, and it's a sort of, kind of a culture clash comedy in a way, because it's about yeah, the, uh, London. Yeah, there's a fish out of water as they both, both, members of both groups experience each other's um daily lives yeah and and nightlife crucially yes they go they go out in each other's respective hometowns and it is uh i watched it jessica had seen it earlier than i I had. I watched it about two weeks ago oh okay and i watched it uh two days ago (laughs) yeah um okay for one our entire family has to watch it because i know everyone will everyone will love it it. and um also then we can do it for late review (laughs) you have to watch this now because I'm so actually. As I, as you, I was like, "I love this film," and you were like, "Yes, that, yes." Yeah, I knew, yeah. I knew it. I knew. I always knew I would comedy. like it. I remember seeing it advert, like advertising, and thinking, "Oh, that looks fun." Um, and I, so I've been meaning to watch it since 2014, and people keep saying, "Oh, have you seen Pride? Like it's one of my old boss's favourite films." Yeah. Like, have you watched Pride? But she only had it on Blu-ray, so she couldn't lend it to me. And I was like, "No, it's on my list." And then finally, it came onto Netflix. And I, it was. And actually, I watched it, and I immediately was like, "Everyone has to watch this film." It was on television uh, Christmas 2016, it's and great. I've had it on my DVR since then. Ah. And then I actually watched it on Netflix because uh, it would be on H- in HD. <laughs> Yes and no, um, affects. Although it I don't know what BBC. channel it would have been. Not... Oh, that's fine then. But yes, yeah, so, uh, but, um, oh, it's lovely. It's so lovely. It's, I mean, I... it evokes a number of top five tropes. Yeah, and I would, like, heartwarming. It's partly heartwarming, but it's not too, like, oh, it's so heartwarming. It's, like, not it's just simply, and it's funny. not deliberate. It's just, yeah. Um, although, so it is set in 1984, and I was about 30 minutes in, and I was like, oh no. When did the AIDS crisis yeah, start? Yeah, I had exactly the same thing. I was watching it and it was everyone's everyone like jolly, lovely. And then I remembered it's the mid 80s. Oh God, somebody's, somebody's going to get really ill. But it actually, although um, uh, Mark Ashton, who is the, uh, who's a gay activist and also a leading member of the Young Communist Party, but that doesn't really make it into the film because they wanted to send it to US audiences, um, he... Uh, he did die of AIDS-related illness um, in the late 80s, but it's not a major plot point in the film because I was suddenly like, oh no, this is going to be part of the plot um, and actually doesn't really cover that. Um, So although it touches on the fact that this is a crisis and this is a big worry for, uh, obviously, for the the gay community and, uh, unfortunately, the discrimination and bigotry they face from other people, it's not a huge part of the actual... Thrust of the yeah. film, um, and there's a point where right. So Dominic West is in it, and he attains national treasure status through one scene, I mean he's great. And then he does this <laughs> one scene where he dances, um, um, it's amazing. And then later on, uh, he uh, his the his partner, who is played by Andrew Scott, says, "Oh." jonathan's hiv positive and i was like oh god dominic west is gonna drop dead and then they have a scene where he's like yeah um i was the second person to be diagnosed uh to the point where they started you know they'd give you a number because they didn't know what this viral outbreak was um the character he plays jonathan blake still alive today he is still alive i i had to go and do because they do the the lovely where are they now epilogue Mm mm-hmm and it says that he's he, he his character says that the, it, when when it's revealed that he's that he's HIV positive, he says no one really knows what's keeping me alive. And they he his, says it, I epilogue, think it's the pot. <laughs> yes, exactly. He has his own theory. Uh, at the end, it says he'd recently celebrated his sixty fifth birthday, and I was like, right, Google, find him immediately. And uh, and yeah, he was he was sixty seven in the last um, article I found about him. So yeah. he seems to still be going. So we're okay. Yeah. Um yes and they do so in the end they do a sort of where are they now Cause some people are playing real people and some people are playing amalgamated or fictional yeah. characters um, so the character of joe who is sort of the audience insert um is um fictional for the for the film so that he can perform that role oh. um so he is a, a young gay man who's attending it opens with um the 1984 london pride march um and joe has gone to his first pride and he just goes to watch um And he gets sort of swept up in it um, and accidentally joins the lesbians and gays support the minors which Mark has only just invented um, because he gets handed a banner and a bucket to shake. Um, So he he went to watch and be a bit inconspicuous and ends up like one of the leading members of this group. And unlike um, the largely and rightly ridiculed Stonewall film in which they're like, oh yes, the first brick was thrown by this fictional white twink. Um, It, like, his he doesn't take over the um, actions of anybody else. He's more of no. an audience insert, um, and it works. He w- it works really well. His he although he's sort. I mean, I would say that Mark is actually the main character. Well, as of, if yeah. there's a main character, but it his his fictional his purpose it, like works really well of being it, he like he leads you in, but then he he slightly diminishes in role for a bit. Yeah, um, he's he's part. He's never an outsider, but he's new, so he mm. gets. He, he, we we're sort of to into this never, with him. although he's not his character isn't out there's never a kind of like but I'm not gay I shouldn't be here he's like here I am at Pride I'm in like he yeah. never even says uh, maybe I'm having I am nice time. thank you for all welcoming me please don't tell my mum yeah um, <laughs> it's that sort of uh, I, I love the the um the cover stories he has to come up with for why he's going on these field trips to wales oh it's so adorable when dominic just hands him a couple of he's he so he's at catering college and he's told his parents that he's he's done so he's doing so well they've sent him on a on a weekend residential to learn how to make shoe pastry actually he's in wales actually he's in wales um hanging out with some miners uh doing good charitable works and uh so they so yeah, so they, they make sure that he always has a box of shoe pastry to take home <laughs> so his family don't ask questions. It's very sweet. Um, and then, well, they then go and visit the... the town which they're supporting and the first person they meet is paddy considine's character die and he's he says oh i thought the L stood for london oh you were a bit garbled on the phone but he's really kind and really open to you know the fact that they, they haven't been able to give their money to anyone because they don't want to accept terrible homosexual money and he's like yeah this is great uh, come along we've invited everyone all of our other support groups and they go to this uh welsh town where uh, there is your uh, everyone is is like low key bigotry. Is like or not? But yeah. there's a lot of low, low level there's, bigotry, there's, there's and then a, there's your there's one really evil. Like I am the <laughs> I am the uh, lightning rod for the bigotry, so that all the <laughs> other characters can be shown to be really progressive, um, which is a, like a, a slight problem that I think perhaps not everyone would have been so welcoming as yeah, they are. Yeah, the although film. actually I have read that um, a lot of the animosity between the miners and the um, LGSM uh was amped up for the film to make oh, it more okay. dramatic and in fact generally they were quite welcoming i'm sure there would have been issues it was the mid 80s people weren't always as open about things as they could be but um on the whole i think it was it was less of a problem i have also read that um because in the in the film they find this town by accident uh because no one will take their money um so they are just going through the phone book ringing people but actually they they chose this community specifically because um all of the uh funding and charity and stuff was was aimed more at the um at the mines in Yorkshire, I believe, and um the southeast basically they were all go- it was all going to Kent, and everyone was forgetting about all these towns small towns in like Wales and up in the northeast and yeah it was sort of it was all very southern centric so they deliberately picked um this village or this this set of towns to support um because they knew that they needed them more and they were like, okay, cool. Give us your money. Oh, that's good. Um, so I'm, sh- I'm sure there were issues and I'm sure um, there were comments, let's be honest. But on the whole, by the sounds of it, there wasn't like open animosity. That's just like a very brief thing that I read. So I wasn't there. I don't know. The lovely characters, um, It's it, a lot of the people are the women's support group and they are mainly uh, run by Imelda Staunton's Hafina Heedon, yeah. who is... Um, she and Bill Nye are... The two sort of most prominent older members of the um, support group, and they are in the union, and they are um, the sweetest, best. I mean, Bill Nye is like he's so quiet, they're so low key. I love them so much. And there's a bit where somebody doesn't want to have a member of the LGSM staying in her house. And she's like, Well, you know, we have to be careful about AIDS. And Ivelta Staunton says, uh, if You know what, If you get AIDS, I will nurse you myself. But I'm not sure how you think you're going to catch two sleeping bags in your conservatory. <laughs> <laughs> I know, she's brilliant. Um, and uh, Sean James is a character who uh, then turned out. Well, uh, I was sort of reading about it by like, while I was watching it because I was like, Oh, yeah. I need to know. I was a bit worried. Frankly, you know, I was trying yeah. To you did myself. text me. I I nearly responded with nothing bad happens to Deb, which is a Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> reference. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, uh, and uh, Sean James um, was a housewife and uh, later on became the first woman uh, to hold that seat as a Labour MP. Yeah, and she is played by uh, a fellow alumna of Jessica's. Um, she is. Alma mater. She is Jessica Gunning. Yep. Yeah, it's it's really good. Oh, it's really good. There's there's so much uh, yeah, there's just like so much to cover. Yeah, there are so many great people. Like there's it's a it's a real ensemble cast. Um Andrew Scott and Dominic West are so sweet, as a lovely, slightly older yes. gay couple. Um uh I really like Faye Marseille, that's her name. And she plays Steph, who is although it's lesbians and gays support the minors, for a long time she is the solo lesbian the, of the Algier, lesbian the lesbian and then inn. get two more lesbians who then leave to to uh for to lesbians start to their, get to their own, pick their their own side group <laughs> lesbians who get to pick closures um but it is just a really um warm-hearted yeah. but not in any way avoiding the issues film um did i cry at the end boy howdy did i cry at the end because i was I like mean... it's fine and then there's a bit where oh i mean i don't really want to, i mean, the end it's just really good yeah i kind of i'm definitely talking about it at the same time i know we said about spoilers but it is even even though it's based on it's it's based on fact and it happened 30 years ago i wasn't that familiar with the story i sort of knew vaguely that it was and i think i that it happened and i think I this is because i knew that the film existed and i knew the, the, what the film was about but, um, I didn't but i didn't know actually know the story how so i was watching it as if it was done. yeah yeah so i, like, I do not how's it, how's it going to happen um, What's yeah, to there, happen there, to there everybody? are two two plot points that i don't like i think it's important or it 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 would in it would detract from your viewing if you knew them in advance yes um yes. so we will yeah we will save that and i'm assuming we'll discuss in a minute but i'm assuming we both think you the same too um there was an amazing bit where they are trying to put on a concert and they go to a record label, and they say, "We're putting on this concert." And the woman reception says, "There are no gay artists on this label." And as they go through the foyer, you see posters for Elton John and Soft Cell. Sa- <laughs> what a wild it's, time! It's, it's all right because Mark writes the uh, the gay helpline number onto the uh, <laughs> yeah onto the posters. We never know; someone might need it. Um, it's on uk netflix um lots of americans uh have got in touch to say um that they will watch they have seen it when i because i was tweeting about watching it um so i know it's available in the us i don't know if it's on your netflix but it is a wonderful film it is um i mean i would say it was suitable for watch and maybe not with yeah with one's parents oh yeah definitely there's only one bit where somebody like when they see somebody in a rubber bondage suit they're mainly asking about how he gets into it yeah about it, what do you say Talcum powder. powder. Oh, I used Lily the Valley myself. Yeah. Um, Where are my lesbians? Gwen is Gwen is brilliant. And um, like, so you two live together? Yes. As like man and wife? Yes. And can I ask you? Oh, I know what you're going to ask. Who does the housework? Oh, okay, that's I don't not know. what I thought you were going to ask. <laughs> it's a lovely film. It gets an enthusiastic four thumbs up. I'm going to say an enthusiastic four thumbs up from both of us. Eight thumbs up in total. Where have I even got the extra thumbs? Shall I do my song? Rosie, what's your song? My song is Don't Kill My Vibe by Sigrid. Um, Lovely. It was sent to me by my favourite Icelandic ex-boyfriend. <laughs> he said, I love this song. And I was like, it's a banger. It's a banger. And, and soon to be a Lady Book Club inductee. Yes. Do you have a snack? Um, Freestyle one. Jessica, what's your snack? It's uh, chocolate brownie flavoured Oreos. Mine are almonds, because that's all I've had to eat today. Yumbo. <laughs> Needle and fe- 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 the uh the ripple afghan is coming on a pace
1: good uh
0: it's over a foot wide now it's like a foot and a half wide so that's you know good although as it's a blanket technically long it's over a foot and a half long but it is five feet wide so so you know not long to go not long to go it should be done by next winter kind of wishing i started it in september but never mind never mind it's it's cold it's it's really cold at the moment so um yeah, it's not going to be finished in time for like it's still to be cold, but it's happening. It's getting there. Um, I have finished all the pieces for my sweater. Short jam sweater. Sure, jam. Sure, jam. But I have lost my sewing up needles, so oh. um, instead of sewing that up the other day, I cast on a two ply lace sweater, which is the uh, ladies' evening jumper. Oh, lovely! At the oh. craft afternoon I went to, I knitted my sweater for a bit, and then I spent two hours winding yarn. Um, <laughs> well you know sometimes you just it's nice to do it in company yeah well I had pre—I had two skeins one of which I tried to uh, wind myself and then uh, it got in a big knot and then the other one I said oh I met somebody on the bus who was going and uh, we happened to meet as we were going to Mavis's and uh, I was saying you know I was hoping somebody would hold my arm she was like oh you know you could put it on your feet or your knees and I was like Yes, you could do that, Rosie. You could <laughs> have done that. You so instead I just sat and, did that, sat and did that and I wish I'd done it because I actually had to chop a big tangle off the other oh, skein. No. But you know what? I think it's going to be... I think I've got more than enough so I don't think it's going to be a problem and also I'll need some for sewing up and the tangle... Yeah, I can... you can undo the tangle a bit enough yeah. to get sewing I mean, let's, it's almost all of the skein is in a knittable state. Um, yeah, well that's good. But the one I hand I hand rolled it into a ball hooked on my knees at Crafternoon... And then I wound it on my ball winder to get a center pull sort of cake. Uh, it's a kilometer long. Um. Wow. It's uh fibre spades, scrumptious lace in midnight, and I'm very excited and I've cast on and then I was like, oh god, this does I maybe wasn't in a very great mood because I'd lost my sewing up needle. <laughs> I was like, Oh, this is this is obscene. This is um yeah, I've got my uh, my ridiculous um thing and i was like cast on my 122 stitches of this tiny yarn and started knitting this lace pattern you know when you first start a lace pattern you're like i'll never learn this I <laughs> yeah hate this. What have I done? why have i was like i don't this pattern looks mad why am i doing this i should Shut just it down. i should just have left this like i should have wrapped myself like a mummy in the wall but it'll be fine um and also uh while i was watching pride i said i sat with my mending pile and mended two things one of which i broke while we were recording the first podcast because I was larking about and put on a ball gown and ripped one of the seams. Um, so I mended that dress. I mended my, um, my fl- you know our flamingo jumpers? I do. Yes, I nearly wore mine today, but I'm wearing my Alsum jumper instead. Very good. Um, under the arm, one of the stitches had come loose and laddered. It's that very fine sort of cotton knit uh, that H H&M M yep. uses are. So using a 0.75mm crochet hook, I hooked it up with the 10 stitches and stitched it in place. And Very then good. I was trying to do the same on a cardigan, a black cardigan I had, which had previously done that and I'd sewn it up and I was so pleased with myself. And then it, I obviously hadn't caught all the stitches and it did right. it again, much bigger. And I was trying to do that. And then I realized it had gone into the, the button band, but going up, right. but the neck band, the neck band, sorry, word, brain fog. Um, and I had also bought a replacement for that cardigan anyway because it was one of the sort of cotton wool ones and then yeah, in uniqlo yeah. they were selling their merino ones for really Definitely. cheap so i got a black so it's the same but a lot nicer and i've looked at it and it's so like i will never be able to fix those stitches so i'm going to recycle it and yeah, i thought i was like choice. i could spend hours like i was trying and i was using my needles and a crochet hook and i was like this is insane i tried to fix this before i you know it wasn't like i was like i'll just staple it together i did a good job on it it has done this. It has now gone into the neckband. The infection has spread. This can't. This can't be helped. I. It just. It's. Mm, gone. It has to be burned. But the next thing to sew up is four pairs of tights, which have gone in various ways, and I don't really know how to do that. But I'm just going to try. Just a gaffer tape. One, some of it's like. You know. Like, also, what you can do is cut the offending legs off.
1: Yeah. Oh. You have these are like part. proper
0: wool tights. Um, no. Yeah. Then no, that one won't work. What well, I was going to say for listeners at home, if they want a top tip, which I've literally never done, but I recommend to people constantly, <laughs> um, is if you have a ladder in a pair of tights, you, well, you need two pairs of tights with a ladder in one leg, and you cut the offending legs off, and then you just put one <laughs> one half of a pair of tights on each leg. And then you get control pants, because you're wearing two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then you get a sort of spanks effect, because Good. you've got two layers of tights at the top. I also made celeriac soup. Lovely. Drop in a celeriac, a faff. But surprisingly delicious. You need a really sharp knife. I yeah, I did. It was it was just like the roots went much further back than I was expecting. Oh I see, I see. see. It's like some sort of horrible squid. Um but it tasted so much better than I feared. Good. What have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? I I saw this morning it's an MTV video, but it's Donald Gleason um pitching different Star Wars spin offs. Oh yes, I did I watched All of which are amazing. amazingly bad puns on the name general Hux. what's uh, also (laughs) it's clearly because he's promoting the peter rabbit film the peter rabbit film um makes me want to die they made peter rabbit like a hooligan who's voiced by james corden oh no my blood has turned to bleach no but aside from that when they're like hey good work on peter rabbit and then he's like thanks and then does the pitch and then at the end they're like anyway well done on peter rabbit he's like thanks ignore that um uh, speaking of Star Wars uh, at Electro Lemon who is Demi who writes uh, for The Good Place and was one of the Gilmore guys um, and whose surname I have not written down um, but he's at Electro Lemon on Twitter, he does these amazing videos he did a lot of Will Smith ones where he would make fake end credit raps about like summing up the film right. and then yeah. he would play it like over the credits and then film it being played on a screen so it looked like a bootleg and he did one, like, a fake leak from the new Aladdin film. But he's just done one of Solo, a Star Wars story, in the style of Childish Gambino, all about Lando Calrissian. And it's, like, he's edited together this insanely slick video and then clearly fake filmed it so it looks like he's got a leaked version. And it's, yes. and like, you're like, oh, that's impressive. And then the actual song is amazing. It's really good. He's he's really good value on Twitter anyway. Um, and then one more thing. Uh you got mice, congratulations. You also got bedbugs. <laughs> it's uh Maya Rudolph and Amy Poehler doing a Saturday Night Live sketch where they are two mothers from the Bronx who she host two Bronx housewives. Who host a chat show, um very vaguely. <laughs> they're, so, they're just so like Everybody like, well, knows well, I what? hate my big dumb husband. Hate him. And I love him. I love him. They gave me my four beautiful children like no one knows how they ended up doing this show why they do there's it there's no context you really don't enjoy it but also they must do because you get the impression they would have this attitude towards literally everything well i'm here because i'm obligated to be here um and why it's, are you here it's really good in one episode tina faye comes as their cousin who is from is she from philadelphia she's from philadelphia and so they um, think her which, accent is just exquisite um if you want to hear um another edition of tina Fey's Philly accent which she she trots out every so often um they uh there's a saturday night live sketch from this weekend um with which is about well it's about the super bowl but um the the delegates from of the the, the patriots from new england arrive um and all with with park car at harvard yard accents and then the and then the, the delegates from philadelphia arrive and they've all won like to talk about what battles they've won because it's set in the context of the uh american war of independence yeah <laughs> and they turn up with a, with a basket full of hoagies and it just hoagies. um it's that hoagies. hoagies. And then it's just <laughs> water. And then it yeah. What what's she saying? Water. What's she saying? Water. Hey. Um it's it's really good. Yeah. I mean I yeah. SNL does really good archiving of its sketches on YouTube. It does. That's yeah, a hole you yeah. can dive right into. Uh and on that note <laughs> And I have. <laughs> we were at eleven oh two. We were aiming for eleven. I hope this is, is doing you justice. Um yeah, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks time when we will not have seen Hamilton well we will still have seen it uh, but they won't brains. make you listen to us which on all about it again unless you want to unless you really want to in which case just let hit us know, skip back I'm sure we could get more out of that okay pals uh, yeah. bye okay bye out more and to read show notes find links and photos for this and past episodes you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk you can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com and follow us on twitter at the day of fun show rosie and jessica t-shirts are now available you can shop for all your day of fun needs at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash oh my greyhounds And now you can become a monthly subscriber and support Rosie and Jessica's day of fun at our Patreon. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica. Thanks for listening.